we're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting there. Super hyped about it. Okay. Colonization is one that way. Interesting. Welcome to another episode of Conversations on Our Way. It's the 27th of October, 2020. I'm Flo. And I'm Samuel. <laughs> and today we are bringing you our very special and very first podcast guest, our dear friend, Michelle. Say hello, Michelle. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so um, why we brought on Michelle is because um, she's actually the, per- the person who designed our logo. That's number one. And it's we, the three of us met at in Singapore in this boot camp we all went to. And we, three of us are really close friends. So we just wanted this, um, our very first guest just to be her. Definitely. Just because. Just because. Yeah. (laughs) When we look back, we'll just be like, yes, no, that was the right choice. (laughs) So we thank Michelle for, um, taking some time out of her busy schedule to come talk to us <laughs> and also taking on the challenge of having to listen to my own voice afterwards in your podcast yep see whether you listen to it or not you know but... <laughs> like, yeah, okay it so- sounds weird sometimes <laughs> but okay um what are we talking about today the topic Hello. of growing up has been on my mind mm-hmm. which is why i raised that or suggested it as the topic for today so growing up what that means and also growing pains Mm -hmm. um from being a kid to a young adult to an adult like that whole evolution is something that's been on my mind why has it been on your mind Mm, the other day i was reflecting on where i am now not that i'm i've gotten very far in life but just how far have I so far? Mm. Um, and I was comparing that to where I was a couple weeks back. And I came to the conclusion that nothing much has changed. Really? <laughs> Why? And so if you think about like my routine, um, it's like you go to work or I go to work and then I go to my second work with my parents and then come home. I still have the same habits that like bad habits that I'm trying to ditch. I still have the same good habits and goals that I'm trying to build. And I just feel like essentially I'm the same person as I was a couple of years ago in a lot of ways. But also I know that you guys say that um, it's a bit different now. But Mm. overall I'm like, oh, what does it actually mean to grow up? Because since I'm living with my parents, I feel like I can be their child forever, despite mm. having um, like adult working life and other new commitments. So, will moving out change that? Do you think? Mm, Flo, did moving out change anything for you other than having space? I think it comes down to kind of environmental changes, which are kind of like a cue for. Like, oh, okay, you, when you change schools, when you go from primary school to high school, when you go to high school to university, university to the workforce, when you leave home for the first time, it's that environmental shift that kind of tells, that kind of signals to your brain. It's like, oh, okay, this is the time for this. Mm -hmm. So for me, moving out, it's definitely been 
you, you take on new responsibilities and new roles, like cooking and cleaning for yourself, taking care of your space, taking care of yourself. Like, um, like everything is on you. You no longer rely on someone else or the comfort of someone else type thing. So definitely it gives you a different um, kind of way of thinking because you have other things that you need to uh, like basically account for. I think, but in terms of what you're saying, that you still feel like the same person. But, I mean, in the end, you are still the same person in terms of, like, your character and, like, your core values probably don't shift too much. But it's more so that, like, the things around you shift a bit more, depending on your environmental changes or not. Hmm. I think it was interesting because what you were saying is that moving out, it grants you a lot more independence, which mm. also puts a lot more responsibility on you to do, um, quotation, adult things. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. But when you mentioned core values, that's where I think tripped me up because um, I think that what's important to me has changed. And that's why also another reason why I started thinking about growing up. Um, mm. Because at what? this point in my life, um, I used to want to move out a lot. And I used to want to spend a lot of my money on traveling and like play and friends, um, clothes, you know, all of the like leisurely things. Mm -hmm. um, but more recently, I'm like, oh, I think I just want to spend more time with my parents. And mm. all of those things aren't as important to me anymore and just want to have a bit more stability, which never used to be important to me. And so I wondered whether that was a part of me growing up until I came back to the conclusion that I'm still the same person. But I think you also you have to factor in the fact that this year has been especially different with COVID, with the pandemic. Um, you, this entire experience of what everyone's going through has kind of forced people to be more appreciative of what they have because we are, we've been kind of almost stripped of certain liberties that we normally take for granted, going out, having fun, seeing friends, shaking someone's hand type of thing. Whereas, um, and as well, like, you know, the, the family or the business pressures of, you know, certain um, businesses had to go out or um, people weren't able to sustain themselves, losing their jobs, losing their businesses. Um, the dynamics of the market have completely changed. So it's kind of like adapting to a lot of shifts and changes, which normally are very, very stable. So I think sometimes when that happens, we look to things that are stable, which is family, mm. which is things that you, you are, like, not, for your case, it's probably family. For, um, for other people, it could be, like, gaming is always going to be that type of thing because everyone can still game at home. That could be someone else's stability. I think definitely the environment and what's happened this year has been exceptional, though. Mm. Yes. I think like this year and that period of time where we were kind of all in ISO mm. just made everyone a bit more reflective on their own life and what's important to them. I think 
um, because you two are in Sydney and I'm in Melbourne, right? And we are only right now starting to come out of ISO. The you guys kind of had it a bit, I would say, a bit better because mm. the um, lockdown was not that long for you guys. Was it like three months, maybe? Yeah, around three months. And are you guys back to the office, working office now, or still working from still home? working from home? Mm. But um, like Wait, you so can go out in public and yeah. you can mm. hang out with your friends. Like there yeah. are none of those rules in place. Mm. So mm. it's been what? We started lockdown in Melbourne maybe March, first March, I'll say then. It's been seven, seven eight months. Mm. And I mm. think Melburnians are getting a bit too comfortable being at home. So although lockdown laws are lifting, I think um, people are becoming a bit more lazy. Mm. That, so reflection, this is... that reflection period has passed and... People are just lazy now. <laughs> yeah, um, but, because the um, lockdown laws have not the lockdowns have not passed yet. It made the reflection redundant, in my opinion. Oh, uh, action. Okay. It. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. But I guess also the flip side to what I was saying about like Michelle's um, situation, where she's a lot more reflective and appreciative of what we couldn't, what we don't have, and what we took for. Um, not granted, but of oh, liberties and things like that. But on the flip side as well, I think people also realize that certain things, or like they reshift what's important. It's like, for example, um, before, like someone might have thought that like going out all the time was absolutely necessity for them to be happy. Whereas the lockdown and the isolation has forced them to realize that, like, you know, you're actually okay working working from home or being more alone or spending time with yourself or um yeah just being more at home rather than like out and about spending everything and those other things so there's that flip side as well because for me personally i i've kind of reflected on whether i've been liking working from home or going to the office and i'm still kind of 50 50 because i've adapted to the fact that, you know, we've been working from home and this arrangement and this current lifestyle and it works for me right now. At the same time, I also appreciate the fact that, like, you know, sometimes I'm able to go to the office and what that environment brings value to me. Mm, I think that another important lesson that that whole period has taught all of us, regardless of where which location... Um, yes you're at is like mm, sacrifice mm. Mm, i think that's like a more in your face way of saying prioritization because when you prioritize one thing that means you're sacrificing your time or energy or money on another mm. thing yeah and no, i agree with that yeah how you spend your time yeah yes. i think how you spend your time is drastically changed as well or like thinking what you could fit in before that you couldn't before like now. Like I know a lot of people in the workforce, it's like, oh yeah, now I can fit in like an actual lunch or I, I can fit in working out or I can fit in doing laundry and things like that because they work from home. Um, and then it's also a reprioritization of, you know, when you are able to go out again, who do you see first? <laughs> who... Um, or well, what do you do first and things like that? What's actually important to you? 
So it's kind of like a reassessment of your priorities and what you are willing to sacrifice and what you're not willing to sacrifice anymore. Hmm. You can see it that way. Hmm. And I feel like the more you grow up, the more things you have to learn to sacrifice because the more life throws at you and the more you kind of have to give up for other things as well. What was one thing that you have to you had to learn to sacrifice? Hmm. When you ask me like that, I'm like, oh no. Um, I think it was all fine. But I guess a tiny thing would be um, because now I prioritize or I've always prioritized helping parents out, then that sacrifices a lot of um, social time Mm. with my mates or even rest time for myself. Mm. So even after a long day um, working from home, it sounds weird saying a long day working when you're just working from home, but it's a long day in front of the laptop. <laughs> 100%. And then still having to show up um, in hospitality is... Taxing. Guess, yeah, my sort of sacrifice for the family that I'm 100% willing to give, but I think that when I was a bit younger... That's when I had a little bit of like salty feelings. Mm. Like, oh, I could be going out with my friends, but I'm here helping you. Mm. Um, whereas now I don't have any of those thoughts at all. And then do you see that then that this goes back to the question of growing up, right? Do you, because you don't feel salty anymore, do you, don't you think you've grown up? Like, is that growing up? And is that like. Why, why is that not growing up? why is that growing up yeah exactly what is the definition of growing up how do you know when you've grown up i define that as growing up because that's mature that's maturing you kind you know what's more important and you are willing to sacrifice what is what isn't for what is Mm, but then that comes down to your definition of what is important it's because and what is mature because that's also what society deems which is you know um, being financially responsible, um, taking care of like yeah your family, family matters well, and responsibilities. Well, well I think um, what so society defines as maturity, although it's not a hundred percent correct to every individual, but there is some truth to the the social standards of maturity, right? Because we all we all go through our own lives. And the constant throughout everyone, almost a lot of people's lives is family. And money is very important as well. So being financially financially um, savvy is mat- maturing, in my opinion. And getting your responsibilities down is, very, is maturity. Um, yeah. Does that mm. make sense? No, I get it. It's kind of like societal benchmarks almost, but at the so, same time, because they are important, like, you know, money does is the currency of the world and things like that. So, and, but, my, but my question is, why wouldn't you think that is mature, maturity? Why, 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 why wouldn't you think that is going up? Because I feel like that's an organic type of maturing. But growing up to me, when you look at people who are older than us, 
you can actually see and feel that they're more grown up. What is your definition of grown up? Mm, a lot more responsible, put together, mm, and they have things sorted. Like but what are the indicators? What are the indicators of those things? Like, for example, uh, if you think about the indicators that they're like, oh, they have a stable career. Um, they have. They've moved out. They've. Uh, bought their first car or something like that. If those are the indicators, then would that be the same if that person was younger? Basically, it's a, it's a definitions of success. Yeah, but then, like, I don't, I don't associate success with growing up. Mm, okay. Like, um, um, there's this word in Chinese, 有担当. What does it, it mean? Mm, being able to take responsibility and be reliable so uh, then mm. do you not think you're reliable or responsible yeah not really <laughs> why not why not but that also that also brings up that do you guys know the saying um it's not to be like sexist or anything but the, the yeah. saying is pretty much like um <laughs> you become a man when you're able to keep your promises oh yeah yeah so that what i'm saying is similar to that yeah i get what you mean it's kind of like um, being a man of your word type thing, a woman yes, of your word. Yes. But it's basically having integrity and dignity <laughs> to follow through on what you're trying to achieve or what you're saying you're going to do yes, rather yes, than kind yes, of yes. just be flimsy and changing your mind all the time or yes. whatnot. What Flo said. <laughs> <laughs> to what question? Your question Which... was like what, what, what's your definition of growing up, like grown up? So integrity, is that the, your definition? Mm, having like personal integrity, being responsible and reliable. Personal accountability. Mm. Do you not think you have that? Mm, I think I have that, but not good enough. That is a personal standard. Mm. Mm. And I think everyone goes through that. It's, but I guess the original question is like, what exactly is growing up? And that in the end is entirely up to you and what your personal definition of growing up is. Um, for some people, it is, you know, doing the, what you call a cookie cutter life type thing. It's like um, going to university could be growing up because some people obviously mm. don't. Um, going to college, getting your first job, landing a corporate job in particular for, for a lot of people is the definition of, you know, the mature choice. <laughs> it's a stable choice or whatnot. Buying your first house, buying your first car, having a family, having a partner. All these things are their life stages or kind of yeah, indicators that tell people, you know, oh, that person has got their stuff together type thing. But in reality, your definition of what growing up is is entirely onto you. Um, because someone's definition of growing up could be like very, being very, very in tune with their feelings or being very, very in tune um, with what they want or something like that. Or, it, yeah, it could be simple as like being able to afford certain things. Mm. But it's very personal, I would say. Mm. Like, I think for me, thinking about what does it mean to be 
to be growing up. I have mixed feelings about the original question because I believe that there will always be a growth at any point in any stage of life. It's just that it's just sometimes kind of boxed into your normal growth stages, which is like a biological standpoint. Like, you know, you become an adult at 18 or 21 type thing. You go to college, you get a degree, and then you go to the workforce. But what I've learned, I guess, in the last few years is that even though, yes, there are those kinds of like, they're kind of like a, like a push towards the next stage of life when those things happen. Growth from a personal standpoint in the way that you see things, your mindset, um, what you want out of life and things like that is very, very personal. Um, you can, like the things that I've learned in the last year could be someone's lesson or someone's maturity stage in like another 10 years time or someone could have already had it five years before me. Hmm. So it's, I think it's a very, very personal definition but there is a societal benchmarking in terms of what yep. other people will see and can kind of comprehend as like, yeah, that person's grown up. Or yeah, that person has matured a lot since the last time that I saw them. Okay. So going back to the original question, mm-hmm. Mish, do you think people see you as grown up? Mm, people as in... Just people, people. around you. Um, well, the aunties and stuff do because I've grown in size. <laughs> but That's <barely>. important. <laughs> barely. <laughs> Get those inches. <laughs> um, yeah, I think my parents would say that I've grown up. And I think, like, I think it's easier for us to out- look outwardly at other people and say, oh, look. Mm. Um, they've grown a lot as a person mm. compared to intro inwardly mm-hmm. at yourself um, and reflect on how far you've matured. So I guess that's the kind of the point I want to make. Um, we all, always have um, very high, at least from the people I know, people around our age, we always have really high standards of ourselves and we know our potential is not reached yet. So that's why we don't, when people commend us and say, oh, you've, you've done so well, you're, you're really smart, et cetera, et cetera. And it doesn't feel there yet for us. It's because of our own expectations that we set on, upon, upon ourselves. So mm, I have mixed feelings when people tell me, mm. like, I don't know. I, I've, and I know the fact that I've changed my perspective on this in the, in the last year or so, is that you know how you asked uh, Michelle what um, do you think other people see you as matured or grown up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, and the first thing that came to my mind is that why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Because in the end, you should be doing it for yourself rather than for. I know it's, it may not be like you know doing it for external val- validation, mm-hmm. but it's more so it's kind of like having someone else's saying saying whether you've grown up or not. That shouldn't matter mm. because in the end, it's entirely up to you and how much you've grown, how much you, how well you see yourself. Because mm. that's the opinion and the standards of someone else, and they might be benchmarking by societal standards, right? 
Mm-hmm. So well, they are other people are societal standards, right? Societal standards is a general popula- generalization type thing. Yeah, but my my point is, other the that other person is included in general population, and therefore their their standard is kinder societal standard. It can be influenced by societal standard, but I don't think it would be societal standard because it depends on the unique person's perspective. Yeah, we, we <laughs> yeah let's not get technical in this. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry, habits. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like why. I think it's whether you feel like you've grown up or not. I think that probably just matters to you yourself, and. And I, and I get what you mean by, like, you know, you sometimes don't see it and sometimes only other people can see it better. When you said that, Mish, I was thinking that, like, you know how when you're with someone 24-7, you don't see the little differences? Mm. But then when someone else, like, sees you for, like, the first time in, like, three months' time, they're like, oh, you've changed a lot type thing. But then, like, you look at the per- like you look at yourself or you look at the person next to you and you're just like, what? I don't see any difference. It's because you... You've seen, you've spent all this time every day. You don't really see the incremental. So you have no big comparison to see it type thing. So it's kind of like when you when you say, like, you know, your auntie sees it, it's because I see you physically grow from size to size. <laughs> so it's like a physical they look down even more, but Now they, they still look down, but slightly less. <laughs> so there's that just bit more of a point comparison it's kind of like the the classic comparison is kind of like whether you shift in you know your face weight or um (laughs) you know your uh your skin looks a little bit different or something like that those are like physical things there's like people notice straight away type thing yeah so yeah when you spend more time oh like getting used to looking your face you don't see the difference but then Someone might say, like, oh, your skin's gotten a lot better type thing. You're just like, really? And this is like, yeah. And this is like, oh, okay. But, yeah. So how much time you spend with yourself is also different. But, yeah, I think growing pains, what growing pains are, they're just descriptors of different stages of life that growing growing pains is like the painful parts. <laughs> <laughs> So growing up, did you guys want to grow up? I think yes. Why? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but my my the, the 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 answer I I got from myself when you asked that was yes, but I'm I'm not sure why. Mm. I guess to get more freedom, because I, I was thinking this the other day, right? Um. I think what I my childhood was, was very cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. I just I never thought for myself. Like mm. I always during primary school, all I did was study. Went to like got tutors after school. Went back home, sleep, and went to school. Routinely, same, same routine, and mm. because that that was in Malaysia, so I didn't really have. You know how you guys like hang out after school and stuff. I never had that. For primary school, I well, I didn't have that either. <laughs> oh. I think it just depends on the family situation, but yeah. no, I get what you mean, yeah. And so I never, because going through that, I I there, there was no chance of doing something else. If I were were to do something else, it would be under um, 
I would have to go get permission from my parents first. And I guess that um... I, I thought that, that that probably shaped of how shaped how I my thought process. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. I thought that growing up would alleviate me from having to ask permission. I guess mm. to get more freedom. So I guess I wanted mm. to grow up in that sense. So you know what's funny is that you would only know that if you had because um, it's comparison point. Mm. Yeah. If you had no mean- comparison that like, you know, other kids could go do like other parents would give like a lot more liberty to their kids and what they do or they go out and have fun and things like that after school then you would think that's completely normal it would be like it'd be less likely to be questioned mm. i think for me growing up did i want to grow up to be, grow up faster no honestly i probably didn't i had yeah no i don't I think I was always ex- was I excited to be an adult. No, I don't think I really wanted to like grow up any faster than I already was. But mm. I also matured. I think physically earlier than other people. So like I got mistaken as older than I actually was already. So it was kind of, mm. that's also why I never got like. Because I know for some people it's like you know they get mistaken like younger than they actually are and they're like oh i wish i could just like be older and so the people stop making this mistake type thing whereas for me it was like the flip side like because when i was started working in retail i one of my earlier jobs was at a a brand called guess Mm -hmm. and the girls who normally worked at that store were normally five ten years my senior (laughs) So there was kind of like a perception, like as if like um, I was older than I actually looked. So I never really had that, like, oh, I want to grow up even faster type thing. Mm. I didn't really feel lim- limit- limited by the mm. age that I was at the time, I think. Fair. Mm. How about you, Mish? I think I'm more on flow side of that spectrum where I didn't mm. really feel limited as a kid. And so I never felt an urge to grow up. And in fact, I'm a huge Peter Pan fan. Stay <laughs> <laughs> kid forever. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think like all of these um, ambitions for the future or goals like financial goals, um, when you want to be able to buy a house all of these things never occurred to me until like a we year don't. and a half ago until we until i met you two <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> yeah, the and blessing. Then, and then i'm like all of a sudden all jokes have to learn how to do all of these things learn how to be an adult <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm actually thinking about that it's like <laughs> Um, what I've also realized just thinking about how, like, you know, like, oh, thinking about, like, buying a house or something like that, I think we've also reached that age where it's no longer that kind of, like, pipe dream that's kind of like, oh, when I grow up, I want to own this car, or I want to live here, or, I want to live in this house, or, I want to, like, go on this trip type thing, right? It's for us being at the life stage that we are now, it's these things are attainable 
if we work for it, like it's like now we have to start putting in the plans to get there rather than it kind of just being like, oh, when mm. I grow up, I want to have a house over there by that that street on, on that beach or something like that. But yeah, this is yes. the realities of being an adult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if like, you want something, you have to go and make it happen. And yes, yes, yes. It has to be yeah. a lot more concrete now rather than just empty words. Yeah. It's a lot more the... tangible. Oh, you yeah. have to like work backwards type thing. It's like you want a million dollars, you have to think about like how you're going to get there realistically because <laughs> it's not just going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that also goes goes down to um when we were kids, they like adults ask us, "What do you want to do when you grow up?" Oh my god, I hate that question. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but then whatever you say is is never wrong. Mm, true, 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 true. Yeah, whatever you say as a kid is never wrong because people see you as a kid, so they see infinite potential. But when you grow up. And then you get asked that question again. It's different because a lot of time has passed and therefore your your potential has lowered because of mm. what you have done and what you I, haven't done. I don't think it's I disagree that it's about potential. Mm. Yeah, I disagree too. Then what I is think it about? it's more about creative freedom. So when you're a kid, um like I'm a firm believer that everyone is like has creativity in them um and as a kid you're fearless to exhibit your creativity um until like eight or nine ish is when you start doubting yourself because of our schooling system Mm. um where there's only one right answer and so mm. a lot of kids are pushed not to be creative and then you start second-guessing yourself and you lose that confidence um, and that spark to believe in your own potential. And so it's those pressures that I think make our adult answers or older answers of what do you want to be when you grow up a lot more careful. <laughs> like, yeah, mm. like we're scared of being judged mm. based on mm. our response. Okay, interesting. I disagreed with Sam in a different way. Mm. It's that when you're younger, um, I think older people who are older and more mature basically have had a little bit more life experience. They understand that humans change their mind a lot. Mm. And as a kid, it's a, there's a lot more fluctuation of how much you change your mind. And as well, I think society deems that, you know, when you commit to something that's more mature, that's more adult-like type thing rather than keep like flipping and changing. It's like, for example, um, when you see people changing their degree choices or changing classes or changing hobbies, probably not so much hobbies, but all the, changing your, your degree choices is probably the, the most clearest one. It's like you can't decide or can't focus on one for long enough and that is kind of like, oh, this person just keeps changing their mind. They're not ready to, in a sense, commit to something. Um, so when you're a younger kid, people are really like, there's no wrong answer because they also have in mind, it's like, yeah, because they might want to be an astronaut now, but tomorrow they might want to be a ballerina. They have to factor in the fact that, you know, 
kids have so much stimulus and everything that they could just change their mind at any time, which is also that, yeah, in a sense, creative so freedom. Like, so you mean like kid, children's words have more have less weight? Not so much less weight in terms of when they mean it at the time, mm. but it's more that they're more susceptible to shifts and um, changing their mind with the times or whatever stimulus that they have. Or they, or you mean like they haven't seen and seen enough, enough yeah. yet, so mm, therefore to make they're... their educated decision, yeah. Fair, mm. all right, I agree. But I think that's sad because thinking about that in the future as an adult, like I've gone through like multiple trials of different hobbies and things like that yes. in recent times, and it's been fantastic. Just kind of testing out different things, figuring out what I like and don't like, and things like that, but. Like for some people, they might they might view that as like uh very unstable. Mm -hmm. I dis I I disagree with them, but yeah. mm, exactly because I like the what quote unquote instability. It's been it's been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> New experiences and things like that. But yeah, I would frame it as a range of experiences. This is book mm. that we love. And it's called Range <laughs> um, by David Epstein, I think. It's a green, like aqua green cover. Um, and it talks about, it debunks the myth um, that Flo, you described earlier about how society deems people who keep changing their mind between like degrees or between jobs as mm. um, irrational or mm. like they're just unstable and not reliable and they won't go very far mm -hmm. um, or they'll be behind the pack yeah. compared to people who have invested a lot more time to build expertise in one specific domain. Mm. Um, but really his book covers a lot of research on people who have been really, really successful um, and have built their careers out of a broad range of different things. Um, mm. And the opening story is comparing two elite athletes. Mm. One of them is someone who started playing golf when they were like only little. Mm -hmm. um, Ty Woods. And mm -hmm. he's the representation of the, I think, 10,000 hour theory. Mm -hmm. Where if you invest that amount of time and effort um, on a skill, then you'll excel and become an expert. Mm -hmm. uh, which he is. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been widely celebrated. But on the flip side, um, there is another athlete who, when he was a kid, he played like football, some other sport, even though his mum was a tennis coach. Mm -hmm. um, but they refused to play together. Like he just didn't want to be coached by his mum and his mum didn't want to coach him. Mm -hmm. um, dabbled in a lot of random sports and then eventually started tennis. Um, because of his like footwork that he learnt from his other sports, he was excelling um, compared to his peers at tennis. And so he was invited to train with some older players, but he declined because he wanted to play with his peers and talk about games afterwards or something. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, catch-22. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like now he's a very, very well-known and reputable tennis player, Roger Federer. 
Mm. And so if you compare Roger Federer and Tiger Woods, like they're both amazing at what they do. One of them is dig deeper and deeper and deeper and start early, whereas the other one is um, leverage. Try things, yeah. Yes, try things that you're interested in, and then those skills will stack onto each other so that it will help you find your niche mm. eventually. Mm, this book sounds right up my alley. It's pretty much the definition very of me. Yeah, very inspiring. <laughs> I I just googled it. It's um, called "Range: Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World." Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I'm keen to talk about more about this in another podcast, but um, looks like we've run out of time. <laughs> um, it's been good having Michelle here. I think. <sighs> She provides a really good perspective. That's why we're. That's why I'm friends with her. To be honest, otherwise. <laughs> and in return, these brain cells would be your friend. <laughs> Quid pro quo. But yeah. Um. Do would you be keen to come back on here once again in the future and revisit this same topic, and see how much you've grown? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I can't wait to read this book as well. I'm just looking at it and I'm like, ho ho. It's another thing that sounds like me. Yes, I want to read it now. Yeah. Okay, thank you. A link to a podcast. Um, Ooh. So it's faster to read and then you can actually go and read it. Oh, interesting. Okay, will do. Thank you so much. And thank you, Michelle, for, yes, again, taking the time to come and speak to us and have fun with us today. Um, do we have a question for our uh, audience? I think we were discussing this last week. It's like, oh, maybe we should leave a question for everyone to kind of like think on their own. And I think ours would probably be, mm, what does growing up mean to you? And uh, do you think you have grown up and by your own standards? Um, yeah, I think I'll just leave it there. Do you guys have anything else to add? I think this podcast will, was a bit more reflective, so mm-hmm. there were already a lot of questions. People, if they listen to the, throughout the whole thing, they probably have a lot of questions for themselves already. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely, I think so too. Yeah, I think that 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 was effort for me <laughs> throughout this conversation. I was like, hmm. <laughs> 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 okay, but, let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tonight, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. See ya.